0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests.
1: Kirksville Weekly, a podcast exploring the people and issues that impact the city and its residents. And now your host, Ethan Gable.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the inaugural episode of Kirksville Weekly. We have a great show for you today. We have an interview with Jessica Parks, the owner-operator of Take Root Cafe, as well as a candidate for the upcoming election for Kirksville City Council. But before we get to that interview, let's talk about some things that made headlines last week. One. Government shutdown over, for now. On Friday, President Trump agreed to end the longest shutdown in United States history for at least the next three weeks. A deal was reached where federal employees would be going back to work with pay, but no money has been designated in that deal for Trump's border wall. Instead, over these next three weeks, Trump has demanded that Congress fund his wall, essentially. If a deal isn't reached up to his specifications by that time, it looks like we'll be heading into another government shutdown. Now, you may be saying, what does that have to do with Kirksville and local issues? Well, if you ride the Oats bus, specifically from Lancaster to Columbia, you felt the impact of the government shutdown as they restricted that from being a Monday through Friday service down to a Tuesday-only service. Now, as of the time I'm recording this, it still is just a Tuesday-only service, but hopefully, for those of you that ride the Oats bus, they will get that expanded back from Monday through Friday. Two. Also on Friday, the superintendent of Kirksville R3 schools announced his resignation, it was approved by the school board last Wednesday night that Dr. Damon Kazier would be resigning at the end of the school year, effective June 30th, 2019. Dr. Kazire has been the superintendent of Kirksville R3 schools for five years, and based on the press release in the Daily Express, it sounds as if he will be looking for another job. Didn't sound like he was retiring for good. Sounds like he wants to continue on in education. He just would no longer be the superintendent of Kirksville R3 schools. So that position is open, and it'll be interesting to see who takes the reins. Three. The candidates for the city council election on April 3rd have been announced. For those of you that aren't aware, this particular election, we will be able to vote for three of these eight candidates. There are two full three-year positions available for the top two vote-getters, as well as a one-year unexpired term due to the resignation of one of the former council members, Jerry Mills. So the person that receives the third most votes in the April 3rd election will take his unfinished term. Those announced running, Zach Burden, who was actually appointed to fill the unexpired term of Mr. Mills, Chuck Long, also an incumbent, Jordan Wykelt, Kevin Alm, Steve Reiser, Donald Smith, Daniel Joyner, and my guest today, Jessica Parks. All right, Jessica, thank you for joining me. If you can go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Jessica Parks. I'm running for Kirksville City Council. So I'm the executive director and founder currently um, of Take Root Cafe, which is a non-profit pay-what-you-can cafe.
0: While you're here and speaking of take root, how has that gone as far as you opening that up in Kirksville and Mm -hmm. as far as your mission is concerned?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's gone really well. One of the things initially when we first were getting ready to open and had this concept, because it's a really unique concept, um, there's about 60 pay what you can cafes across the United States, but comparatively, that's a very small number to a regular for profit restaurant. And so when we brought this idea to Kirksville, um, a lot of people were skeptical. They thought people would take advantage of us, that people wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't make enough money or people wouldn't donate enough to support it. But what we found has actually been the complete opposite. People, this town is really generous. I've never lived in a place where more people volunteer and are service oriented than here. Like, it seems like almost everyone I know is on, like, you know, three boards and (laughs) they do volunteer work, and I mean, it's just amazing. People were very supportive of the idea and continue to be. We've been open for two and a half years now, so it's been really exciting to see it go that far, and, I mean, it doesn't appear to be going anywhere, so people donate above and beyond the suggested amount for meals often. The biggest struggle sometimes for us is trying to get low-income people to come in. And so that's been our biggest, over the last few years, our biggest outreach has been to um, specifically low-income people to make sure that we really are feeding everyone, that it's not just a place for people who can afford the food we serve, which is a lot of its local... Organic and non-gmo sourced from farms that raise their animals ethically um, And humanely on pasture things like that. So um, it's not just for people who can afford that kind of food It really is for everyone and sometimes that takes some education and Slowly introducing different, you know, people aren't used to eating kale like they're not just gonna come in and get a kale salad (laughs) so um, We kind of so we've we've adapted our menu and changed it over the course of that time to try to have more Missouri-friendly items, but then also stay true to serving healthy food as well. So I've heard people come in and they'll try our Cuban pork sandwich, which is pulled pork. I mean, it's very, any, everyone, if they eat meat, uh, loves it. And um, that'll be their staple item over and over again until one day they branch out and try, you know, one of our vegetarian dishes or something different, like our falafel sandwich. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, this is so good. So it's little th- things like that, that I'm excited to see people trying new things and hearing stories from people that it has impacted either their health or that they just appreciate that they can get a meal here, whereas they wouldn't otherwise have access to the food we serve.
0: That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic that we have that in our community. So get down to brass tacks here. Why are you running for city council?
1: So one of the things that I already talked about that I just... I. I really do love Kirksville. I didn't expect that this would be the place we call home because I'm not originally from Kirksville, but we kind of fell in love with the community here, with the people here, and I really just want to see Kirksville thrive. That's like one of my main goals. I mean, with Take Root, That was our larger vision, you know, to see a more compassionate, thriving, economically strong community, and that's kind of the same reason why I'm running for city council now is that I want to kind of expand that reach and not just do it through the avenue of food and supporting our local farmers and things like that, but I have an impact in our local government, and so I really believe that people should have a voice in their local government and we should have active council people that respond to the needs and desires of the community and so that's one of the things I really want to do with my campaign in the next few months but also if I get elected that I really want to be an accessible and active council person that people can feel comfortable coming to me with their concerns with issues with projects they're excited about you know I would love to see more people say you know I'm really passionate about you know, this or our water supply or our roads and be a participant in our community, in our city government. Um, And I think that's possible. So that's what I'm kind of excited about.
0: Kirksville has been growing. We're in this somewhat of an economic Mm -hmm. boom within the last few years. Are there any specific priorities that you would have or have that would continue that
1: yeah, um, some of the projects that I'm currently pretty excited about that we that we are doing and working towards. Um, one of the m- most recent things is the Kirksville Integration Coalition or KIC. Um, it was formed kind of led by Ashley Young who's our assistant city manager and it's to integrate the incoming African populations um, into our community and I've really loved the efforts that they they've been working with the school districts and the police department and I want to see more of that integration and uh, cooperation with everyone in our community. Another thing I'm really excited about is the new Parks and Rec Aquatic Center they're building. I really appreciated how much of an effort the city put towards listening to people and what they want to see in Aquatic Center, and that they actually took those ideas and then now they're implementing them. One thing that unfortunately that doesn't include is a community center. They decided that with the current budget that they couldn't afford to do the community center with the sales tax that they got for that. So that would be something I would still like if I was elected to council. I would still like to see and figure out a way to have some sort of community or convention center, because that I believe is a needed thing uh, in Kirksville. The only spaces currently that are really large enough to hold like big conferences or conventions or meetings are uh, Truman and ATSU. And so it would be nice if there was a space that was maybe separate or like maybe downtown, cause I also love downtown, um, <laughs> something like that, that people could use as a gathering place. And then the last one is downtown revitalization. I'm the vice president of the board for the Kirksville Downtown Improvement Committee and I've been involved with them for the last few years and we just got a grant through Missouri Main Street Connection. And so we're an official Missouri Main Street partner city now. And with that grant, they basically provide two years of services to help the Kirksville Downtown Improvement Committee develop into a stronger organization and really be able to address kind of four key areas of downtown revitalization. One of them is beautification. Another one is economic development. Another one is kind of like event planning and having more... um, social events around and then another one's getting volunteers and people power, I guess. So kind of in those areas, really focusing in on how can we improve the downtown area. Those are all things, um, current projects I'm excited about that the city's doing and I'd like to be a part of.
0: As far as I can tell, there has not been a woman on Kirksville City Council since 2011.
1: That is exactly right. I looked up the same thing.
0: So it's been eight <laughs> years. Do you feel it's important for women to be represented on the council? And that's a silly question. Of course it's important, but uh, is that <laughs> part of the reason you're running? Is that have anything to do with your candidacy? Is the fact that we haven't had one for so long?
1: Yes and no. I mean, I do think it is important that our council reflects the people that live in the city because that's exactly what they are. They're they're citizens' representatives and half our population is women. (laughs) And so we should have women on the council. One of my friends actually was the one who kind of came to me. She was thinking about running, but she wasn't quite sure if she had the time. And she was like, I really would like to see a woman on the council. So a part of it was other people's support and desire to see a woman running. But for me, it's just something that I've always kind of thought about. It's been in the back of my mind for a few years now. And so there was a little suggestions and support from others that finally made me uh, decide to run.
0: This time around for city council, there seems to be an inordinate amount of people running. Do you have any comment or thought on why that would be? I don't want to like put you in a position to talk ill of anyone, but do you feel that there is something lacking in the current leadership of the city where so many people feel compelled to run? Or is it just because it's an exciting time in the city and people want to be involved? Like, What's your thought on that?
1: Yeah, that is interesting because in the past couple of elections, like the last one, there was only three people running. There are three spots open. So I think that's probably part of it, the fact that there are more spots open than there have been in the past. So I think maybe more people think, oh, maybe I have a shot now at getting elected because there's more of a a chance. And so I think that's part of it. I do think there's a lot happening right now in the city. I think some of it's positive and some of it is negative. Um, I have heard from people not from personal experience that there's some frustration in how the city is being managed. I'm still gathering information from what I have gathered. The city council, city manager style of government is what we currently have. Some people are frustrated with that style of government from citizens and I don't necessarily think there's a flaw in that style of government. I think it actually works quite well if done correctly, um, that you can kind of lean on the expertise of a city manager and the city staff because they're people that you know know their fields really well. They go to school, they have degrees in certain areas, whether it be engineering or public works or city planning. So I think that's really valuable to have a city staff and city manager that has that expertise and can carry things from year to year. But then the role of the city council would be, since they are elected officials and maybe don't have as much expertise in areas that the city staff do, but that's their job is to listen to the community and to listen to citizens and bring those voices to the table. And then I think if you have a correct balance, you're going to have the expertise of city staff and you're also going to have the needs and desires of the community. And then hopefully that creates a really good partnership.
0: All right, so it's April 3rd. Everyone's in the voting booth, and then we're looking at our eight options. Yes. Why should Kirksville cast one of their three votes for you? What sets you apart?
1: Yeah, one of the things that i I guess I can promise to do is that I really want to represent the people. I want to listen to what concerns people have, what issues are important to them. I know the things I'm passionate about, but i'm I don't want to just run on things that I care about. I really want to talk to as many people as I can in the next two and a half months that we have before April 3rd and listen to people and find out what are those things that they care about and really look into them and bring those things. I can promise to at least look into things, research them. I also understand it's impossible to please everyone, but I promise to listen. And that's one of the biggest complaints that I have heard from people locally is there is this frustration that there's like this disconnect happening that in the past, maybe the city council has seemed unapproachable or unavailable and so I guess I can promise that I won't be I will be accessible you know if someone wants to meet with me if someone wants to do an interview if someone wants me to come talk to their group of you know friends or community members like I'm there I'm like ready to find out what's important
0: before I wrap this up I'll just give you a moment is there anything you want to tell the listeners that you haven't said already
1: One of the things, too, that um, so in the context of being available and being active is I really believe that. And maybe this is another reason why a lot of people are running right now is I really believe that we should have transparency and accountability and integrity in our city leaders. And I really think there's a lot of positive things happening in the city right now. And I think putting a little extra effort in those areas of like, okay, let's listen to people. Let's let it be known what is needed. Because one of the things I was finding as I've been actively doing more research to find out what's happening in our city, what's happening in the county, what's happening with elections, how many people are registered to vote, all of those things, I'm feeling like they're they're out there and you can find information, but it's not as transparent and easy as one would think. And so the, again, that creates the image that maybe our council people aren't accessible or aren't available or don't wanna hear what people say, not that they actually don't, it just looks that way. And so I think with a little bit of extra work, we can r- get to a place of of really positive change and positive growth in the city where people feel like they're heard.
0: Let's say someone listening wants to learn more about you or get in touch Mm -hmm. with you or view some website or something about you, where can they find you?
1: Right now, I do have a Facebook page for my campaign. So that's Jessica Parks for Kirksville City Council. They can just search that on Facebook. I also have an email address if people want to get a hold of me, if they have a question. And that's Jessica Parks for, like the word spelled out for, Kirksville at gmail.com. So either way, they can get a hold of me um, through Facebook or email.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate the time you've taken to speak to our listeners, Jessica, and I wish you the very best in your election.
1: Thank you so much.
0: In the interest of fairness, interview requests have been or will be sent out to all those running for Kirksville City Council. And before we get out of here today, I would like to share with you a special segment that will likely happen every episode. We have a look into sports from a contributor, the sports writer for the Kirksville Daily Express, Austin Miller.
2: Northeast Missouri has kind of turned into an Arctic tundra the last handful of weeks. There hasn't been a whole lot of athletics going on. But next week, Kirksville's Annabelle Zimmer is finally signing with Truman to play softball on Wednesday at 1030 from the Kirksville Library. Annabelle, over the summer, had two tears in her labrum and missed all but four or five games for the Tigers this year for softball season. And when she did, she couldn't do any throwing because the tear was in her throwing shoulder. And so she could only hit, ended up having a big hit in the Tigers district title game given them their first district title since 2010 so it's kind of a nice end to her road of finally coming back from this injury and deciding to play at the local college and get all this out of the way and she can kind of put that stuff behind her but after talking to her yesterday for quite a while about everything it's kind of been a blessing in disguise for her it helped her tighten up some of her mechanics to make sure she's not putting any extra torque on that shoulder like she might have been before kind of a gradual wear and tear that led to her injury, she kind of referred to it as her new shoulder. And now going forward, she feels like she's kind of tightened everything up and maybe she's better off than she was maybe a year or so ago before everything.
0: Thanks a lot, Austin. Thanks to everybody for checking out this inaugural episode of Kirksville Weekly. We'll see you next week.
1: Kirksville Weekly is a production of Sarcast Media. New episodes are released every Monday and are available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, email us at kirksvilleweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.